don't get me wrong, the thoughts that we're having, they make total sense. They've mm. evolved to make total sense. You know, like 75,000 years ago, when we split off from the chimps or whatever, and we evolved this ability to think about our own thinking, it'd be no good, would it, if we had this thought, that, that might be a saber-toothed tiger. Is it a saber-toothed tiger? Do I believe my thinking there? And had a debate about whether or not we believed our thinking. So it's evolved. It's evolved to be, to look so, so, so real and so true. Welcome to our new season of You Are Not A Frog. We're kicking this year off with a hard and perhaps controversial truth. Do you believe that other people are the sole cause of your anxiety and stress? Or might there be something else going on? Are our thoughts always accurate and true, even if some of our deepest fears and worries might be real? And does dwelling on these thoughts in the present actually make any difference to our future? And how would it change the way you experienced work and life if you were able to choose which thoughts you believed and which ones you didn't? In this episode, our first of 2022, Dr. Giles Peacroft is back on the podcast to discuss his take on resilience, how to beat stress and burnout and live happier by, well, by not doing anything about it at all. It's really difficult to accept that our thinking about events is causing all our stress. It's a truth that might seem inconvenient and frustrating, but actually it's quite liberating. We discuss how recognising what's going on is half the battle. And once you've done this, the rest is easy. Giles believes that, like a snow globe, we are programmed to find resilience homeostasis, where the snow will settle of its own accord if we just give it time. In these really difficult times in which we're going through right now, you may feel sceptical about this approach, particularly if you're working in healthcare with its daily challenges and overwhelming workload. But I think that Giles has a very important and profound message. This is good news. If our stress is down to our thinking rather than down to other people, we actually stand a chance of being able to do something about it. So in this episode, Giles and I discuss how to apply these insights and think about what we can do to tackle stress at its root rather than just dealing with the symptoms. So listen to this episode if you want to start off 2022 feeling more empowered and hopeful about the year ahead. If you want to find out how we're programmed to return to resilience homeostasis and learn how this simple insight can change the way you live and work, perhaps forever. Welcome to You Are Not A Frog, the podcast for doctors and other busy professionals who want to beat burnout and work happier. I'm Dr. Rachel Morris. I'm a GP, now working as a coach, speaker and specialist in teaching resilience. Even before the coronavirus crisis, we were facing unprecedented levels of burnout. We have been described as frogs in a pan of slowly boiling water. We hardly noticed the extra long days becoming the norm and have got used to feeling stressed and exhausted. Let's face it, frogs generally only have two options. Stay in the pan and be boiled alive or jump out of the pan and leave. But you are not a frog and that's where this podcast comes in. It is possible to craft your work and life so that you can thrive even in difficult circumstances. And if you're happier at work, you'll simply do a better job. In this podcast, I'll be inviting you inside the minds of friends, colleagues and experts, all who have an interesting take on this, so that together we can take back control 
and love what we do again. Are you constantly stressed and thinking about work? Does your laptop come with you on holiday? Your to-do list have permanent residence in your brain and your worry about how to handle the latest crisis wake you up in the small hours. Then it's time to get your life back and that's exactly what our brand new online course will help you do. It's a 60-minute reset for healthcare professionals to shift your mindset so you can set boundaries and limits around your work without the endless guilt that you've not done enough. It's just £27 and you can get instant access now when you go to shapestoolkit.com slash get your life back. It's fantastic to have with me back on the podcast. Third time lucky, I think, Dr. Yeah. Giles P. Cross. I'll try and get it right this time. Yeah. Oh yeah, the other two were so bad that I've, I've got you back again just to see if we can sort it out. Oh, so Giles is a coach and a trainer. He's a former surgeon. He specialises in resilience and well-being so Giles welcome it's it, it, seriously great to have you back thanks Hi, for Rachel. coming yeah no thanks always a, always a pleasure having these conversations with you yeah so the, the first one you were on it was called default to happy give us a one line summary of that that's all about our, our, our natural default state is calm peace of mind well-being and it's only our misunderstanding about how we're experiencing the world that ever gets in the way of that okay controversial we'll come back to talking a bit we more will, about that we? yeah and the next one was on about alcohol wasn't it indeed it was yeah yeah it was uh, it was us having a discussion about alcohol we both read a book hadn't we and uh, yeah and i yeah it my experience of giving up that was very very different from how i imagined my experience of giving up and that that has definitely led me that conversation led me to drinking less alcohol <laughs> i would love to say none but <laughs> my friends and family will testify that's definitely not happened. I think it certainly changed my relationship to alcohol. And that yeah, I think yeah. is really, really important and changed yeah. the mindset about it. And, yeah, you yeah. know, there we are. Moderation in everything. So I've got Giles back on to talk about victim blaming, resilience, victim blaming, which I think can be going on right now, particularly with, with everything that we've seen through COVID, with all the well-being stuff, with all the resilience training, et cetera, et cetera. I am quite often asked to come into organisations and do some resilience training with them because people are, are burning out. They're going off sick with stress. And people are thinking, well, what can we, what can we do about this? And I know sort of training, that's the answer. Let, let's put that in. And Whilst I 100% think that training is essential and helpful, I can also see that it is not the only answer and it can be quite annoying for people that are working in a system that seems to be completely broken and causing all the problems to be told that, well, if, if you're suffering because of a broken system, it's because you're not resilient enough. Mm. You know, let's get your resilience skills up and then you'll be able to cope. So it's it's almost victim blaming saying yeah. if you're not coping it's your fault it's not what we're doing to you and and i've experienced this myself and i've actually experienced this with several coaches recently people i've been coaching have been almost broken by the system by what's expected of them and they know it's impossible but they are often weeping they are mm. not coping they are burnt out they are often physically ill and they say, what's wrong with me? Why can't I mm. cope? I never thought I was that weak. Mm. And I just looked at it and thinking, 
why are you blaming yourself? Why are you thinking it's you're weak because this is the way you're reacting. You are having a normal physiological reaction to the, the stress that you are under to the demands that the system is putting on you. Mm. And I know that you've got some very interesting thoughts about, about resilience that may be slightly different from some other people. I thought, oh, let's just ask yeah. Giles what he thinks about this. Because I know from default to happy, it was all about we can just default to this. We've got this in inbuilt sort of reset, which defaults and, and we can go back and we don't actually need to do that much apart from, you know, apply the reset button. But to be honest, that's not my experience of having worked mm. with these people. So I'd love mm. to unpick that a bit. Yeah. I suppose the first question that comes to mind is, is you know, how, what do we think is the mechanism behind that system breaking people? Because if the, if the, to me, it doesn't. It, if the system was sort of churning out stress, if there was stress inherent in the system, then wouldn't it be affecting everybody the same way? I think it is, Giles. There's literally nobody who has a good day at work anymore, and there's no, yeah, there's okay. nobody who is not suffering with stress and crying and okay well okay when you put it that way of course there are there are some people i i would say if you if i look at my colleagues in the gp world at the moment it is very rare i said to someone the other day how's work and she said oh it's it's great i was Mm. like oh my i've not heard a gp say that for a long time it's generally it's just about i'm i'm coping i'm just about surviving so Mm. i i think that actually the vast majority of people are stressed mm-hmm. at the moment mm-hmm. and we describe them as stressed and many of them are are nearing burnout however you're right there are some people who aren't yeah and yeah i know people who aren't i know people who love their yeah. gp job mm. but for me this is absolutely the starting point it's got to be mm-hmm. we've got to look at well what's the experience we're having here what's the experience we're having here if if the if the stress were inherent in the system then everybody would have to feel the same way about it because that's where the feelings would be coming from. Mm. But they don't, they don't. And I'm sure even, even the most stressed person, I mean, we all experience busy times and situations that we don't like all the time. And yet we can see that our own experience of that fluctuates from from moment to moment i mean just an example i was running a i was running a session the other the other evening i did an hour and a half session on on anxiety and it's my well-being wednesdays that i run and essentially it's me it's it's live stream but it's me sitting in front of a camera on my own live streaming to a camcorder and it was all about anxiety well blow me if i didn't wake up that morning feeling like really 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 anxious <laughs> it's like oh my this isn't like me at all you know I I, I I i mean i literally felt nauseous i was i was so anxious and and yet 10 minutes later because i because i'd left that because i knew what to do because i knew where it was coming from i knew that it wasn't coming from the the from the evening session it wasn't coming from all of the prep that i had to do it's it it was coming from my my thought processes in that moment and my whole experience of life everybody's experience of life comes from their thought process from inside their own little thought system moment to moment to moment and so waking up 
having those sensations it was quite dark in the room it was early so they didn't really have any visual stimulus or any auditory stimulus it was just like oh my god my heart's racing and and i feel a bit sick and the mind will quite happily go off and find whatever it likes oh well it's rifling through the the my diary you know it's like going well charles you've got well-being wednesdays tonight that's what you're anxious about oh right okay and then all of a sudden i'm anxious about well-being wednesdays and that's not the case at all that's simply not the case that's not the way that the mind works and to just let that go you know we're talking about default to happy the first time round, weren't we because i've seen the way that the mind works and I don't have to believe a single thing that it comes back with. It's doing its best, trying to keep me safe, trying to find problems it can solve, was to just leave that alone, leave that alone completely. Ten minutes later, I was, you know, singing Duran Duran in the shower again, like I'm normally happy as Larry getting really excited about Wellbeing Wednesdays in the evening. So it's why, you know, for me, it's so, so, so important, like before we go anywhere with any of this stuff to really look at what's the experience that we're having. You know, we're all human. We all work in exactly the same way. And so when it comes to stress, when it comes to work situations, we need to look at, well, what is the experience that we're actually having? Mm. So that's interesting. So I, I totally agree that it's our thinking that causes us the stress even if our thoughts are, <clears throat> I guess, true in that I need to get to the end of my patient list and that's going to take me a very long time and I'm going to be here late. Well, that is probably the, probably the truth. And then I guess the story you're telling yourself and it's not fair and I'm going to be really tired and I'm going to make a mistake. So then that's then causing you complaints. But you just said we're all human. We work in exactly the same mm. way. Mm. I don't think we all work in the same way. Oh, okay. Because I was on the train with a very good friend of mine the other yeah. day. Her other half is a really nice guy. And he's the most laid back person you have ever met. She thinks she's seen her other half stressed maybe twice in his life. He doesn't seem to ruminate about stuff. Mm. He just deals with stuff. And even, you know, he runs a, a really significant business. Stuff mm. comes up. He just goes, oh, that's a bit rubbish, isn't it? Let's deal with it. And then sort it out. So mm. does his brain work in exactly the same way as ours? Or has he just learned? Is it something genetic about he manages to control his thinking and not dwell on stuff? So when I say everyone works in exactly the same way, every single one of us is experiencing our thought system in the moment. Yeah. In terms of behavior, we're always going to do what makes sense given our understanding of that, of that one simple fact. Mm -hmm. Now, if we, and so our behavior and, you know, we'll, we'll see changes in ourselves as well. We're fluctuating because our moods fluctuate all the time. When we're in a low mood, we tend to believe our thinking. We, we, we tend to really invest in it. We identify it with it. We think it's us and we take it seriously. And so our behaviors come from that place when we're in a much more light-hearted mood we're not taking our thinking seriously at all and we're operating from that default place of peace of mind calm wisdom you know that's when we that's when we're actually connected to good ideas and creativity and wisdom and compassion all of that stuff's always there because that's that's part of our connection to life and our connection to others 
And it's only ever getting invested in that little left brain narrative, blah, 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 blah. This means this, this means that. I'm this, I'm that. They mean that. This is this is going on. Duh, 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 duh. It's you know, it's constant. It's it's what it is to be human. And and it's only ever so. But the actual mechanism by which we experience life is exactly the same. So the difference between your 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 friend who doesn't get stressed about stuff is that it simply doesn't make sense to attach to that narrative that's going on, whether or not that's something that he's seen. I mean, for me, I know I just I just do better in life when I when I don't attach to the jibber jabber in my in in my head. It's like I've 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 seen through it. I've seen through its illusion. It's not it's not truth at all. Do you think he's having the same jibber jabber in his head and he's not attaching to it? I think you've got kids, haven't you? Mm. So when there's some bad behaviour going on, we don't tend to reinforce it, do we? And when the when the light of attention is no longer on that bad behaviour, then it it tends to die out. And it's the from from what I've seen with myself and and clients is the less attention we pay to it, the 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 less it's there. I you know I don't I still I'm human, so I fall for it, especially if I'm you know if I'm tired or hungry or something it's more likely that i'm going to fall for it but just knowing i guess just knowing deep down that that that's the way it works and that even though it really really looks like i've got a whole load of problems that essentially all problems are created by the mind all problems are created by this narrative there's no other way to experience a problem than in the narrative in our heads mm. and the more that we can see through that the less it te- the you know the less insistent it get it it becomes because it just, you know, again, it's, you're not shining the light of consciousness onto it. So you're not, you're not growing it essentially, you know, what, what, what does it, they say, what, what we resist persists, you know, if we pay a whole load of attention, it's going to stick around. If we don't pay any attention, it's not. Mm, mm. So maybe he has just, yeah, absolutely trained himself to pay attention to these sorts and not the other ones. And then they, they, they've gradually gone down. I think we can all, do that to some extent, can't we? But the issue is when I talk to people about it, it's you're thinking about this thing that, mm. that's causing mm. that's causing the problem. And I, I, I do get that and I do believe that. The problem is it's then the consequences of of then saying no, of then saying enough is enough. Because yes, when you're saying, you know, is every single GP burning out of course not of course there's not every single gp that's burning out is every single gp that's a partner running a practice burning out of course not there are some that are doing really well there are some that aren't they've all got a lot of pressure on them some some more than others i do think that if you put someone in a difficult situation for long enough and they do nothing about that that eventually they no matter how resilient they are how many resilient skills eventually their physiology with the chronic stress will will cause a problem but i don't know it's just you know when you actually do have this stuff you say don't pay attention to those thoughts but what if those thoughts are actually true like actually we if we don't do this we are going to lose the business potentially i won't be able to feed my family all those sorts of things those consequences actually 
you say that probably won't happen, but actually you can see that if you made that decision to protect yourself, that would happen. So you do choose to carry on doing what you're doing so that you can still feed your family, et cetera, et cetera. And people feel then they're trapped and they have no choice. Mm. What, what do you do then when the thoughts that you're having actually make a lot of sense? Oh, no. I mean, Rachel, don't get me wrong. The thoughts that we're having, they make total sense. They've evolved to make total sense. You know, like 75,000 years ago, where we, when we split off from the chimps or whatever, and we evolved this ability to think about our own thinking, then it, it, it's, it'd be no good, would it, if, if you know, like 75,000 years ago, we, were, we, we, we had this thought, it, it's, that, that might be a saber-toothed tiger. Is it a saber-toothed tiger? Do I believe my thinking there? And had a debate about whether or not we believed our thinking. So it's evolved. It's evolved to be, to look so, so, so real and so true. But to, 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 to take a step back from the situation, and, yeah, I agree with you, like, and honestly i would never ever ever do this with any of my clients you know if they're if they're shook up if they're in the if if, if they're in the middle of a thought storm if i'm in the middle of a thought storm i've got a seven-year-old daughter who will quite happily tell me oh daddy it's just your thinking and i'm like that doesn't help now all right you know it's it's not going to help at all in in the thick of things so but what we're talking about here is taking a step back and really having a look at the nature of thought and the nature of experience and yeah hell it looks real it really looks like you know i'm running my own business i have days where it's like oh my god i can't you know i'm not going to be able to feed my family in 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 you know several months or something and it's all just a a, a mind doing what a mind does using it's like, I mean, I think of it as like a sort of a, a computer filing system. It's using what it already knows. It's using, it's using old, stale data, and it's trying to make predictions on the basis of that. So it's rifling through its little filing system. It goes, well, I know this, and I know this, and I know this. Okay, Giles, well, the, the best prediction I can come up with here is that's going to help you and keep you safe from the, the modern version of a saber-toothed tiger is you need to panic now. <laughs> <laughs> because you're not going to be able to feed your family in two months. Now, because I've seen through that, I know it's it, it's not helpful in any way. I mean, literally not in any way. It's all completely made up. It's 100% made up. It's 100% fiction. It's just a mind doing its thing. And I know that if I don't pay any attention, if there are problems, I'm not saying there aren't, you know, there aren't situations to be dealt with. Those situations aren't going to go anywhere. They're still going to be there when I'm in a much better state of mind to actually deal with them. And I know from experience that I'm in a better state of mind when I am in my default state of calm, clear-minded, connected to my wisdom, connected to common sense. I'll be doing nothing in particular. And a good idea. I'll have a good idea. I don't get good ideas when I'm all stressed and believe in my thinking and acting out of a place of fear and lack and insecurity. I do best. And we all do best. Again, you know, this is how we're all made. You don't, you can look to your own experience and see the truth in this is that we do best 
when we're calm and clear-minded. That's when we have our good ideas. That's when we solve problems. Yeah, and there's some good neuroscience behind that, isn't there? You know, when your amygdala's flared up and it puts yeah. you into your stress zone, your fight, flight, or freeze zone, when you're in your ad- yeah. hyperadrenaline zone, your sympathetic zone, your blood's diverted, isn't it? From your prefrontal cortex, goes into your muscles. You literally can't think straight. Yeah. Decisions become very black and white. You're not yeah. creative. And yeah. the broaden and build theory says that if you're in a positive state of mind, if you're calm, you can be creative, you can think out of the box, which is important. What do you mean by the thought storm? Because I heard you talking about a slow snow globe, which I think yeah. has been quite helpful. To explain a bit yeah. more about that. If you th- if you imagine our default state as human beings is is a, is calm water, okay, and and when it's calm, we're able to think clearly and we're able to come up with good ideas and be intuitive and listen to our wisdom and all the good stuff. And then a, st- a stone gets thrown into the water. There are ripples. But those ripples, they, they die down of their own accord. We don't need to try. In fact, if you tried to make the ripples go away, you'd make things worse. And it's a bit the same with the snow globe. You know, something happens to us, like, for instance, going back to my example, I wake up in the morning and I've got a racing heart. And this is, ba- this is, this is bad podcasting, isn't it? Because I'm holding a snow globe in front of the camera, shaking it because <laughs> yes. it's on my desk. Listen, listen, imagine, a, imagine a snow globe and Giles shaking it in front of the microphone. Maybe if I can, maybe. So, yeah, you know, I wake up, my snow, my snow globe's shaken up, okay? And really, all I need to do, the only thing I need to do is identify that my snow globe is shaken up. I don't need to do anything else because the mind will come up with a, a, an infinite number of reasons why I feel the way I do. But all those feelings are telling me that racing heart, the, the, the slight nausea. I mean, it was first thing in the morning, I had a full bladder and I was a bit dehydrated. That's a good enough reason. So I have a racing heart, but no, no, no. My mind knows better. It's, you know, it's straight off into, into my diary, into the, into its little filing system. It's like, right. What, what can be the, what can be the reason for that? But it could have been anything else. It could have been, you know, patient complaints, patient complaints. It could have been, uh, you know, a, a call that I've got later. It could have been, it could have been a, a, a project that I'm working on that I've got a, I haven't come up with a solution yet. And boy, does my left brain not like having solutions. It likes to try and figure it all out and and get it all down on paper and everything. So just seeing that I'm shook up, I can see that I'm disconnected from from that state of calm and, and, and common sense and wisdom. And if I want to see those people in the snow globe, what I have to do is to stop shaking it is to stop entertaining that thinking is to stop jumping it's like you know a train's come into the state a thought train's come into the station i can either watch the thought trains come and go or i can jump on that thought train and see where it takes me well if i jumped on the anxious about well-being wednesday's thought train before i know it I've neglected the the actual important work of the day that i've got planned because i'm running around like a headless chicken you know it's it's you know, it's not, it's not, it's not complicated. It's not sexy. It's not, oh, let's, let's do this and do that. It, it, all I'm, all I'm, all I do and, you know, help my clients with is it, it, just to see the way that our minds work, because the more that we can see exactly how we're experiencing everything, 
then the less frightened we are of it and the less invested we get into trying to fix things mentally when actually that's what's getting in the way of us having solutions to our problems. Okay. So how do you let it settle down then? How do you get the snow just to settle when you're in the mizzy, in the middle yeah. of a dreadful, dreadful day? Well, I suppose seeing at the level of principle, at the level of principle, there's no such thing as a dreadful day. Seeing that, seeing that, seeing that dreadful is a, is a, is a concept. That's all part of that left brain experience. What's actually happening as human beings is that we have one moment after another. And we're experiencing whatever we're experiencing inside our perception, inside our thought system. Mm. And the more that we see that, the less it makes sense. It's always going to be about doing what makes sense. It's always going to be, when I woke up with those anxious feelings, it didn't make sense to me to entertain them. It's all about awareness and understanding of what's going on for us understanding how the, the human operating system works. So in the middle of a dreadful day, it's to see that, that you're only ever experiencing the present moment. One of the questions that, that I encourage people to ask themselves is, well, wh where does it look like my feelings are coming from right now? Where does it look like my feelings are coming from? Because if it looks like my feelings are coming from the next patient or, or, the the list of patients I have to see or something else in the future. Well, that's not true. The thoughts are coming from the, the narrative that's going on around that. The thoughts are coming from the perceptual process here and now in this moment. And that, that reminder, I mean, from experience, that's something that people see insightfully. It's not something that they necessarily have to, practice art because this is just the way that we work we're built to have insights around this stuff we're built to have insights we're built to have realizations it's like oh yeah that's what Charles was talking about oh crikey you know for for me the 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 penny dropped in a very very normal situation with my own daughter where she didn't respond to a situation in the way that I was expecting I had a whole load of emotions came up in that moment. And because I've been looking in this direction and doing a little bit of reading about it, all of a sudden I just completely unasked for had that insight in that moment. Oh my word, my feelings aren't coming from what she's done or said or not done or not said. The feelings are coming from thought in the moment. The feelings can only ever come from inside us. There's no situation scenario person that can put a feeling inside of you just mm. doesn't work like that and the more we see that the easier it gets i get it you're pushed for time and with over 200 episodes how do you know which is going to be the one that lifts you out of the saucepan and back to thriving at work Never fear, the You Are Not A Frog podcast quiz is here. Find out if you're a super squirrel, brilliant badger or mighty mole and I'll send you a personalised playlist with the top five episodes that will make the biggest difference to you. 
discover your top of the hops top five episodes sorry and leap into your happiest thriving self again just go to youarenotafrog.com slash quiz That is that is a, a really important insight. I've lost track of the amount of times I guess I've said to my other half, "You've made me feel like this," or he said, "You make me feel like this." And clients say, "You know, they made me feel like this," or "She mm. makes me feel like this." It's like, no, they don't. It's your your thinking makes you feel like that. Mm. Mm. Your thinking about the situation makes you feel like that. You know, I always think if you if you bumped into a stranger on the street and they said to you, "You're a dreadful person." <laughs> You'd go, okay, <laughs> you don't know yeah, me, you that's know. fine, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever, and walk off. Yeah. If your sister turns around to you and says, you're a dreadful person, yeah, yeah. you're like, oh, that's so <laughs> upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> same, same thing that's been said to you, exactly the yeah. same thing, but your, your reaction is completely different, isn't it, by the, by the thinking around I mean, here's one. Imagine if that narrative was in a language that you didn't understand. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Imagine if that narrative was in a language that you didn't understand. You wouldn't yeah. pay any attention at all. It would just be, it would just be noise. Mm-hmm. It'd still function. There are some things to let go of when we're on this exploration of the nature of thought. And there is, there, there's like a greatest hits that the left brain comes up with as to why this shouldn't be true and, and why, why this isn't going to work for me. And, you know, one of them is that, well, hang on, if I, if I don't, if I don't listen to my thinking, how am I going to function in life? But again, that's just been conditioned into us. We've just been conditioned to, to, to listen to this, to, to value the intellect. I mean, there's, there's some absolutely fantastic work done about the differences between the left and the right hemispheres. I mean, Ian McGilchrist, but the master and his emissary is a, is a, is a superb read because we've, we've, we revere the intellect to the point that we've l- completely lost sight of of our, our our intuitive nature. You know, we're we're making decisions and moving through life successfully, uh, uh, probably ninety percent of the time, or completely on autopilot. But but then we get stuck with that little ten percent, thinking, "Oh, and this, this must work differently." I've really got to really got to listen to that chatterbox in my head because for some reason it's going to sort this out for me. And it, it again, it just doesn't work like that. The the more we let go of it, the more we're in touch with what's right for us, all the good ideas, the feelings of you know being connected to our true identity, being connected to other people. When we see that all that we're ever up against ourselves is our own thought system and how much we believe in that. Well, when we see that for ourselves, then we see it in other people as well. And other people's behavior makes total sense. I know that if that person on the street, that total stranger comes up to me and says, you're a terrible person. I'm like, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm really sorry that, you you know, what, I don't know what's going on for you, but it's led to you saying that. (laughs) And have real compassion because I know that that's come out of the thoughts that they're believing themselves as well. Mm. Everything just, you know, makes sense when you start to see how the human operating system works. Yeah. And so you can look at someone who's really struggling with their job and overwhelmed with work and you go, of course, of course you're Mm. you're struggling with it. Mm. Of course you are. That's naturally natural human thing to do. 
And I guess, so you do need to pay attention to your wisdom, don't you? Your intuition. So, so say if there's a, something's gone wrong in the, mm. you know, in, in what you've, you've made a mistake. You're saying you, you shouldn't pay attention to that chatter. Oh, I made a mistake. I'm a dreadful person. Mm. It's never going to be all right. Everything's mm. going to be a disaster. But you do want to pay attention to some of that. You want to pay attention to, to the bit that goes, okay, how am I going to handle this? This is the best course of action. So how do you know what the chattery, twittery stuff mm. that you should ignore and mm. the, the deep mm. wisdom really is? Yeah, that's a brilliant question. Thank and it's, you. It's... <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I've asked one good question anyway. <laughs> because, it, yeah, again, it's, it, 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 it's, it's what we're all up against. And I think, I think kind of like if you have to ask the question, then it's probably the chitter chatter. If you have to ask the question, it's probably the chitter chatter because w- when we let go of the need to try and control everything with our intellects, we find that we can move through life with ease and grace, and with a kind of a with a kind of a knowing. I guess for me, it's always been. I talk about the the soft flute in the orchestra. You know, it's it's drowned out by the din of the of of the rest of the orchestra, and our intuition and our wisdom. You know, we call it our our, our gut feeling, don't we? Because because it's something different from. It's got a very very different flavour from from our thinking, and I think as uh, as humans, we've probably become. So so invested in our thinking it's it's it seems to make so much sense to turn to the chatterbox all the time because it's very very convincing and when things turn out right it loves to take the credit Mm. when things turn out wrong it loves to blame but the reality is is that it's not in charge of anything at all it's just supplying a narrative it's looking at the flow of life. It's looking at all the things that are happening in our life, and it's providing a commentary. It's like watching a watching a film with the with the captions on or something. Mm-hmm. And so, so, so wisdom. It's like there's no debate about wisdom. Usually, there's no debate about it. It's it's a knowing. It's like you know when you're thirsty and you know when you're hungry. You don't, you don't have to debate it at all. You can put it off, of course. You can override it. And I think that certainly what I've seen with, you know, I've changed careers a lot of time. I left medicine a long time ago and I've done a whole load of different things. And, and, I, and, and I've always just really listened to just what, fe- it's a feeling, isn't it? It's what feels right. Now, the intellect will always jump in immediately. And, and go, no, that's a bad idea. Da, 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 da. Give you all the reasons why you shouldn't do something like that. Why you shouldn't say no, for instance. <laughs> plenty, plenty of, of, of left brain activity when, when your wisdom tells you to say no. I guess it's the difference between wisdom or, or fear. I think it's, it's when fear talks, there's chatter, chatter, mm. chatter, chatter, chatter. Mm. When wisdom talks, it's that, that still small voice, that, mm. that quiet voice in the storm. And I guess something that sometimes unlocks the door and the key for some of my coaching clients is, you know, say, if you knew that everything was going to be okay, mm. what would you be acting <laughs> yeah. now? Yeah, if you yeah. knew it was going to be all right, yeah. how would you be acting? I, I often think that with my parenting and me and my sort of best mate often ask each other this, you know, if you knew that your 
daughter or your son was going to be okay in the long run, yeah. how would that change how you're parenting right now? Mm. Like, oh, okay, I would be doing that differently because a lot of parenting is driven by fear, isn't it? Let's, mm. let's, let's face it, it's not easy <laughs> to be a parent right now. It's not easy to be a kid right now either. But just before you move on from that, I, lo- I mean, I love what you say there. You know, what, what if you knew it was going to be okay? Well, what I've, what I've seen is that, is that it, it is okay. It is okay. Look, like literally we are well-beings. Like we lack for nothing. We, we, we find our well-being in a quiet mind. You know, if all we're ever experiencing as human beings is, is a present moment, you know, you can't know, there's not a single person in the history of humanity who has ever experienced the future. It cannot be done. You cannot experience the past. You can only experience the present moment. Well, when you when you see that, it 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 just puts a it puts a completely different spin on it because it means that oh well that 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 must mean you know just like logically that my my happiness my well being my peace of mind there's only one place that those can exist and that's now and it's only ever the mind that's taking us away from that. That's saying, no, no, this isn't good enough. No, I'll be happy when I need to put this, 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 and this in place in order to be happy. And it's a lie. It's the left brain creating stories again. When our peace of mind, what we're actually searching for, every single one of us on planet Earth is all searching for peace of mind. We're all searching for ourselves and it exists in the present moment. And our mind is always either pre-living stuff that hasn't happened or yeah. reliving stuff that we can't do anything about. Yeah. And that's yeah. just, so even when we're having that, that dreadful day that I talked about, it's often at the moment, you know, in the moment it's fine, but it's often dreadful because, because we're trying to predict what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Because the, the, again, the left brain's telling us it's, it's my job. I, I've got to do it. It's on my shoulders and it's really not, it's really it's, not. So when you're sat there and your snow globe is all, all shaken up and you're, yeah. you can't see the wood for the trees, yeah. how do you get it back to calmness? Because I'm afraid I don't think it's enough just to say, just don't take any notice of your thoughts. Because <laughs> that doesn't work with some people. And they're the people who may stay shook up for a lot longer and end up getting burnt out. What would you suggest to people there? What, what techniques have you got for doing this? The problem with techniques is that they're great, but they make sense when you don't need them. (laughs) Yeah. They make sense when you don't need them. And when you're really in the thick of it and you do need them, they don't work or you can't remember them or you can't apply them. That's why this is a, what I'm talking about is, is, I mean, there's an absolutely wonderful podcast that I, I love to listen to called Psychology Has Got It Backwards, because this is a this is a this is a, a total paradigm shift. This is like, no, it, it it looks like we're feeling the world. It looks like we're feeling our outside circumstances that, it you know, and that's fine, but it's an illusion. It doesn't work from the outside in. It works from the inside out. It's a, it, it's a total paradigm shift. And like I say, it's, 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 it's something that we see, 
It's because it's it's invisible and it and it looks different. I mean, it to me, don't know about you, it really looks like the sun's going around the earth every day. It never has and it never will. But no matter how much I look at a sunset and try and convince myself that no, actually, Giles, it's the world that's turning. I can't kind of get my it's a um, it's an amazing illusion. And it's the same with this. It's the same with how we experience life. It, it, it really, really looks like what that guy said has made me feel this. What my daughter's done is making me feel this way. <clears throat> and it's fine to have the feelings. It's, you know, there's no problem with it whatsoever. But, but it's, when it, it's when we invest in, those, in, in that thinking. And honestly, the, the, less, the less we the less attention we pay it because it doesn't make sense to do so, the, the less of a problem we will have with it. So I think, I think for people who, who can't let go of their thinking, it's simply because it still makes sense for them to try and solve things with their left brain. And the answer is not when they're in the thick of problems, but when they are in that calm reflective state of mind is to explore the nature of thought, explore the nature of experience so that they can have insights. I mean, that situation with my daughter, I was really angry. I was shook up. And in a way it was that it, it, it was that anger. It was the, it was the strength of that anger in, in the context of what I'd learned about, the nature of thought that kind of made me pop out of it. I was like, oh my God, mine's not coming from her at all. It's crackers. How would that even work? How do feelings get from another person into me? It just it can't possibly work like that. Mm. So it's it's not about what you do in that moment. You, you know, you hunker down, you do what makes sense, you take a deep breath, you, you know, you do whatever comes to you to do in those moments. But the, the, you know, the real change comes from stepping back and getting a better understanding of what's actually going on for you. And insight does all the heavy lifting for you. Yeah, no, I do agree that reflection and insight and thinking about it in a calm state is, is really important. I do think, though, that in the moment there are things that might, that might help. I think that, that step, step back, so calm yourself yeah. down, the box breathing, yeah. ground yourself, mindfulness, yeah. all those things in terms of pressing the pause button when you've, yeah. Like you said, you notice that the slow globe is shaken up. Yeah. I, I call it being in the corner. You recognize you're backed into the corner yeah. and you just press that pause button. If that's the only thing you can do is press the pause button yeah. and remove yourself from the situation or just yeah. sit down and allow the physiology to calm down. Yeah. That can be helpful. Yeah. Right? No, I, I, I totally agree with you. Rachel, I totally agree with you. I mean, I've got a little, I've got a little um, graphic that I use in, in Wellbeing Wednesdays, which is traffic lights. Again, what it looks like is that when we're in a state of high emotion, that that's a go signal. It really looks like that. You know, when I'm feeling angry, it looks like I'm the cleverest person in the world, that I'm totally right, and that the other person is completely wrong. It really looks like that. And again, psychology has it backwards it's completely a state of high emotion because we're only ever feeling our thinking moment to moment strong feelings are strong thoughts it's a shaken up snow globe and and to see that we that it's actually a stop signal it's a you know step back from this 
yeah, sure. When I'm when I'm shook up, I will. It will occur to me to do a whole load of practical things like you know go out for a walk or listen to a piece of music or yeah whatever you know I'll, I'll still I'll still do stuff I don't just <laughs> sit there sit there and right okay I'm gonna I'm gonna down tools and not do anything so of course I will do stuff it's I guess it's just it's the it's the it's the place that you it's the place that you're coming from when you're doing that you know my my low moods don't tend to last for very long now because I've seen through them and it's like even though I know I'm shook up. I know it's my thinking because there's no other way to experience life. It doesn't seem to help right now, but it's enough to know that it will pass. So long as I don't jump on it and start trying to solve it, there's nothing to solve. There's nothing to fix. It's built in. Oh, that, I mean, for me, that is resilience. Is it's, it's, it's invisible, but it's, it's like mood homeostasis. We, you can't be more resilient in a way that you can't have more homo, you know, more liver homeostasis or something. There's nothing that you can do that's going to make your your liver deal with toxins quicker. It's just it, it's just part of who we are, and it's the same. It's the same with our moods. If if that wasn't the case, the angriest we'd ever been, we'd still be that angry now. Or the happiest we've ever been, we'd still be that happy. We you know we we operate about a mean. And the more that we can leave it alone and stop fiddling with it, the more it comes back of its own accord. I do agree, but I do think there are some people who have the snow globe has been taken up so much for so long yeah. that actually maybe the snow has clumped together and it's not going to settle in the right way and something has gone wrong. Because I do think, you know, this, this stress response, it isn't just a thinking response, it's physiological. We have high adrenaline, high cortisol, and if you keep going for long enough, you, you then affect your hypothalamic axis. Mm-hmm. So I do think there is help that needs to be given to some individuals who find that their snow globe is, is, is constantly shaken up. What do you think switches on the hypo the HPA axis? Well, I guess it's your thinking, isn't it? Absolutely. But then it alters it a bit with the chronic thing. It, it, yeah. it also, it's like hypertension, you know, if you have hypertension for long enough, you alter the, the physiology of your blood vessels, you know, and, you, that, that, and I do think that sometimes people do need to access extra techniques and help and treatment and therapy in order to be able to get that snow globe black down. I mean, there's, there, you know, there's nothing wrong with tackling symptoms. Nothing wrong with that at all, and there will be stuff that helps. That's that's why there's you know there are a whole load of therapeutic modalities out there. But wouldn't it be brilliant if you could go upstream and to actually turn off the tap? If you can see, and you know people people often come to this understanding when they are at the end of their tether, when they've tried everything else, and it's like well this works and that works, but you know, not properly, or it used to work and it doesn't work anymore. It's like, well, how do you feel about turning the tap off? And, and when, when we go upstream and, and, and people can get a better understanding of, of exactly how they're experiencing the world, then, then you've turned the tap off and, you know, over a period of time, again, it just doesn't make sense. I know people who've, who've, been helped to 
see this understanding and their their blood pressure that they tried that they've been treated for years and years and years has just gone back to normal mm. because the tap's been switched off. Yeah. The misunderstanding about thought's been switched off. Yeah. It's the future of medicine, Rachel. It's the future of medicine. It's not just the future of psychologists. No, seriously, it's the future of medicine, that whole HPA axis thing. You know, you know as well as I do that I've got the book here, Why Zebras Don't Get Ulcers. The, 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 the HPA axis and the stress response, the fight, flight, freeze response has got his fingers in pretty much every single organ system in the human body. What would it be like if we could switch that off? Because this one thing that lies upstream of it, and that's a misunderstanding about how we're experiencing life. It's it's not seeing that thought is how we experience life. Yeah. Switch that off. Hey presto, that solves your NHS problems. <laughs> I do agree best. that we, we need to sort we need to sort out thinking. <laughs> I think sometimes people get so mired in particular ways of thinking, particular patterns, particular habits that they do need some help to change that. And I've needed help myself. And I find that talking to someone's very helpful because they challenge my assumptions and mm-hmm. coaching and <clears throat> all these various things. And in fact, I've just written, ri- written, I wish I'd written it. I've just read a book by Oliver Berkman, 4,000 Weeks. Yeah, yeah. It's brilliant, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah. And that's exactly what he's done. So he's a productivity guru, spent his yeah. whole time trying to be more productive. And he's actually realized that the only way to manage your time and productivity better is to change your entire thinking around time and just go, mm. I'm never going to be able to manage it. Mm. Therefore, I'm just going to stop getting stressed by it, which mm. I love that. Actually, that's really, really helped me. But practically, what practical tips have you got for someone right now? And I know you don't like tips and techniques, yeah. but we're talking to people that are, are driving home after 15-hour days and going to do the same thing tomorrow. What can I, they do? I, I, you ask me this every time, Rachel, and I, and I disappoint you every every episode maybe this is why and it's not going to be third time lucky there's nothing to do there's nothing to do but to but to see this more deeply that honestly there's 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 nothing to do as soon as we turn it into a doing we've created a problem where we're we're investing in that left brain narrative we're buying into it we're making it worse because oh there's a problem and it needs dealing with there is no problem. All problems are created by the mind. And the more that we see that, so if there's anything to do, it's to look more in this direction, it's to, it's to, it's to ask the, the questions like, where does it look like my feelings are coming from? It's to ask the deeper questions like, who am I? You know, who am I without all the labels? Who am I before thought? Who am I before the left brain gets in there, separates the experience of life out into its little buckets that it's created, slapped labels onto every single one of them and made a judgment about it. Who am I before that process happens? And it's something very beautiful. And it's way more than, you know, every single one of us is way more than we think we are. Mm. You've just given me three very good tips, Giles. I'm sorry to break it to you. Because <laughs> you've just said, first of all, notice that there's a problem. Yeah. Right? Notice okay. when your snow globe's gone up. Yeah. Number two is ask, yeah. where are these feelings coming from? Yes. And number three is ask, who would I be without this thought? Yeah. 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 I'm really sorry you've ended up giving <laughs> some tips and techniques. I mean, you tricked me. <laughs> I tricked you. <laughs> I'm not coming on again. 
<laughs> That's it. You've had your lot. <laughs> We've finally got it out of him. He's had to nail his colours to a system yeah. or a pro- yeah. anyway. Brilliant. That is that is really helpful. I think this takes a bit of digesting, and it's like you said this this realizations. I I know that some people like you say have a very dramatic realization of this, and there's a mm. lady called Byron Katie mm. who does something called the work, and she <clears throat> literally experienced this when she was at Hello Step on the bathroom floor. I think just yeah. thinking, yeah. like, oh, all my problems are caused by my thinking. Mm. That's that's it. Mm. And you obviously had this realization. I think I'm slowly coming to it. It's not been such an epiphany, yeah. but it's it's really slowly coming to me yeah. and you know i just hope that this is going to help some listeners who are, are feeling really trapped and really stuck yeah. that actually it's not a question of having to solve all their problems it's a question of looking at things differently i know because essentially i mean i was what was i, I was 46 when the penny dropped for me so i'd had 46 years of conditioning i'd had 46 years of of thinking that things worked in a way that simply isn't true before it happened and that's fine. And so we have, we have to be a little bit easy on ourselves because the way that the world is set up is to reinforce the illusion of where our experience is coming from. You know, all everything, all we have to do is open our eyes and it really looks like it works one way when it, when it doesn't. But, uh, I mean, I've got a, a little course that I, that a little self-study online course that just gently walks people through this understanding. Um, so that's something that people can do if they're curious. I find that people are either curious or it's like, that's a little rubbish. That's not going to help me at all. I need to sort some stuff out. And that's absolutely fine. When I came across this understanding 15 years ago, I was, you know, I was, I just left, just left surgery. And I was, I was, I was like, Nice idea. Can't really see how it's going to make much of a difference in my life. So it's fine. It's just, you know, but if you are curious, there are plenty of resources out there these days, because mm. I think that more and more we're starting to see this. I think we have to hit a hit a, a, a low ebb as a society before we start to, before we start to wake up to this. Yeah. And sorting stuff out, I think is important, but doing that from a place of wisdom, not a place of fear. Exactly. Perfect. Mm. So Giles, if, You've got the course. We'll put a link to that in the show notes. If people want to contact you, how can they do that? Yeah, just head over to my website. Everything that you could need is over at gilespcroft.com. Brilliant. Thank you so much. So I might have to get you back again at some point. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll get five top tips from you, not just three. Oh, my word. They'll be the same ones because life will still be working in exactly the same way. (laughs) Well, I'll just come with you with a completely different problem and see how you could like solve it with this system again. brilliant thanks so much for being with us all right rachel take care bye 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 thanks for listening if you've enjoyed this episode then please share it with your friends and colleagues please subscribe to my you are not a frog email list and subscribe to the podcast and if you have enjoyed it then please leave me a rating wherever you listen to your podcasts so keep well everyone you're doing a great job you got this